Hello and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Talk Show. I am Mitchell Kaminsky. How are you this week? Did you enjoy your college football championship weekend? Let me tell you, I got a bone to pick with the SEC. You know, they're always flaunting around talking about how they're the best defensive conference in the country. And they might be. But that conference is turning into an offensive conference. You look at the teams that have won the past couple of years. Uh, Alabama won it this year. Then you had LSU with their explosive offense. It's turning into an offensive conference. Georgia had the best defense in the country, by far. And they got embarrassed, embarrassed. And I think Nick Saban, he's a smart coach. He used to realize defense wins championships. That's how he built most of his Alabama teams, out the back of great defenses. You know, they would have some no-name white quarterback, and they run the ball and play good defense. That was Alabama's uh, bread and butter. Their MO, if you will. I like Nick Saban. He's smart. And this, this is what separates the old people that are still thriving today behind, like, the boomers that are like dinosaurs, is, like, if you know how to adapt. Because there's always this, oh, it's my way or the highway. Back in my day, this is how we did it. We'd be running up hills both ways, yada, yada, yada. Nick Saban realized pretty quickly, hey, listen, I see the way the sport's going. It's hard to stop anyone. Let's invest in a good quarterback. So you got Tua, excellent quarterback. And then now you got uh, Bryce. I mean, they, they they look phenomenal. I, they, he's, I, I think Nick Saban deserves a ton of credit for turning Alabama into more of an offensive-minded team because it's, it's clear in this day and age in college football, defense doesn't win championships anymore. Now, do you need a good defense? To win, are you going to go with the national championship if you have a mediocre defense? No. You need a serviceable defense. But at this point, college football has turned to its offense is a rule in the game. And so uh, I think that's what we saw there. And was the result really that shocking to everyone? Everyone was so surprised that Alabama won. I mean, I don't think it was that surprising. Who would Georgia play? I mean, their best win of the year came in the first week against Clemson. And we kind of saw Clemson. It looked good at the time. And now, eh. Is Clemson really that good this year? I mean, they ranked in like the 20s, didn't even make it to their uh, conference championship game. I don't know. That win didn't look that good. You know, the SEC, you get to play some cream puff in November. So, uh, I mean, did they beat a good SEC schedule? I guess. But that uh, that that Georgia team, I think there's a lot of uh, there's definitely a lot of flaws. And then you look at Alabama. Meanwhile, Nick Saban's getting points. With his experience, there's a reason only one of his assistants ever beaten him. I mean, he's the most prepared, and they have the best player on the field uh, uh, in general. So, I mean, yeah, that, that, that result, not too surprising. I mean, yeah. What the? What the? All right. Uh, sorry about that. Technical difficulties going on in the background. But yeah, that that's surprising there. Big Ten Championship, another one. I mean, you look at Iowa. That, they, 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 their whole thing is their defense too. And it's like the same thing. If you don't have any, if you don't have anyone on offense, you're going to be a dinosaur. That's why I do think the Brett Venable hire in Oklahoma could be a good because Oklahoma is always good offense, but they always get all the offensive recruits down there. Now you got to send out of a defensive-minded coach. You can get it to like a serviceable defense, and you know Oklahoma, I think is going to be all right. I think that's a good, good hire. For the Sooners, um, so yeah, there's a little other coaching moves. Yeah, Bryce, Bryce Young, Bryce Young, quarterback for Alabama. I mean that he he looks phenomenal. That the name was escaping me. I really should know it, but that yeah, he looked good uh, last week. Result not that surprising. I don't think Georgia, you know, they're they're a good team. Are they one of the best four in the country? Yeah, but I, I, the the result not too shocking. I do think too. I'm taking Michigan to beat them. I think these teams are pretty similar. Um, the Cade McNamara is honestly kind of comparable 
to a uh, uh, Bennett, uh, uh, Stephenson Bennett, Stetson, Stetson Bennett. Georgia, I mean, they're both pretty much game managed. They don't turn the ball over a whole lot. And better than you saw what happened in that Alabama game. I mean, they started asking him to throw late. I mean, where you couldn't run the ball anymore. You got to throw. And, I mean, he didn't look all that great. It, you, how many? Three, two interceptions late in the game? I mean, yeah, no, they, they, they struck. You never really mount any sort of comeback. They, they got they got steamrolled there. And I think hey, this this Michigan team, they match up pretty well against them. Cincinnati, I think, can hang. They got a lot to prove, and they're playing for pride, but like they, I think we know how that is going to turn out. It is an intriguing it's an intriguing college football playoff for the first time in a while. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. And the NFL, man, how about Mac Jones? Two passes. Gets the win. And they say wins isn't a quarterback stat. That wasn't a quarterback. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But like Bill Belichick, another one. I mean, he knew very early. That was another coaching clinic. And I, I had the Bills for free money. So I was a rooting interest in the Bills. And the Bills had better players, better team at home. I thought the elements were going to play to their advantage. And they were moving the ball. And they just couldn't capitalize. What was so impressive about with the Patriots, they came in with a clear game plan like, look, we're not throwing the ball back-to-back times unless we have to. We see these wins. We're not going to put that stress on a rookie quarterback. We're not kicking field goals uh, outside of the 20-yard line. Just too windy, we're going to miss it. So it was a whole lot of, you know, they knew what they are doing well. They couldn't stop the run. Well, you know you're going to run the ball. We know you're going to run the ball. Uh, you stop us. Hand-in-the-dirt type of football, and I like it. It's a little ground-and-pound action. They, they impose their will, and that's the type of loss that's going to leave some doubt. If you're a Bills fan or, or on the Bills in your mind, you're at home. Quarterback only had to throw three passes for Mac Jones, and you still lose that game? Man. And with the elements on your side, too. I hate to admit it. I hate to admit it. A couple weeks ago, one of the guests was saying is, like, I think the Patriots are the best team in the AFC. They're looking pretty close. Like, they each week, they continue to impress me more and more. It is very clear Buffalo is not. Buffalo is looking a little sloppy. I think they turned the bowl, ball over. A little bit too much. Josh Allen slightly loose with the football. Uh, there's some things they need to clean up offensively there. They're a little sloppy. The Chiefs are coming on strong, though. I think the way that defense is playing, Mahomes getting back to the bases, that was another good win on Sunday night for them. You look at another one of our picks from last week. They they, tur- they forced turnovers when they had to, and that was banking on Teddy would not turn the ball over, Teddy Bridgewater, and Teddy Two Gloves was Teddy turnover in that one. I mean, he's throwing right to the other team, but Chiefs defense deserves a little credit. I think Patrick Mahomes... I've very repressed by his mindset, too. He's having one of the worst years of his career. And honestly, he's having, he's putting a pretty good number. 25 touchdowns, 12 picks. I mean, that's not that's not terrible. But he's throwing more interceptions than he has in the past two years combined this year. They are asking him about it, and he's like, yeah, I mean, look, it is who I am. Obviously, I don't want to throw interceptions, but I'm not going to change the way I play. I'm going to be me. I trust the playmakers with me, so I take shots. And you look at Patrick Holmes early in his career, and there's a lot of times. There's a lot of balls that he throws that should be intercepted. And then he gets very lucky because he's got Tyree Kill that'll bail him out with an amazing player, Travis Kelsey. But I think that he knows that he's got playmakers. Give him a chance to make, make the ball. There's a Brett Favre element there. He's slightly smarter with the football, but I think there's a lot of times he'll make a throw most quarterbacks wouldn't make because he's like, you know what? Tyreek is down there somewhere. I'm going to throw it up and let him make a play. If it gets picked, it gets picked. And now that the defense is playing well, they have a little bit of a luxury to afford that. But uh, I, I like the mindset Patrick Mahomes has. And I think, you know, he's a streaky player. and He just happened to be on a bit of a cold streak. But especially with this offense around him, Andy Reid, like they are going to be just fine. And I think they're starting to round into form. They kind of got their swag back on defense where that's going to be a dangerous team. Them, 
and the uh, Patriots is, would be a hell of a game. And I, the reason I'm not sold on the Patriots is the best team in the NFL quite yet. Do they have the best coach by far? Yes. Is Mac Jones serviceable? Yeah. And I'm not holding that he only threw three passes last game against him. I think that's a dumb argument. If why. If you don't need to throw more than three passes, then so be it. You know he's running the offense the way it is, whatever. But uh, I, I think they are they are a little limited. There's a lack of playmakers there that is kind of concerning. If I, I'm that because if they get into a shootout or they go down, like that'll work great against the Bills, like you know close game. I, I feel like if they get in a shootout though, I don't know if they have the guns to hang with Kansas City, and we've seen that when their previous play. Uh, the previous matchups when Tom Brady was placing Patrick Mahomes in the, these shootouts because their games are technically typically high scoring, especially when you get the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes involved. So uh, that'll be interesting to watch. I, I, so I'm leaning Chiefs actually right now, best team in the AFC. I think they've really found their footing, and I trust Patrick Mahomes. Great quarterback play, trumps all, trumps all. Speaking of quarterbacks, you know Aaron Rodgers. I have a theory here. Aaron Rodgers, he's going to be playing the Bears Sunday night. He owns the Bears. Probably going to wax the floor with them. Could get ugly. They're 12 point favorites, by the way, in that one. Uh, everyone is saying it's a foregone conclusion that he's going to leave Green Bay by the end of the year. And I see a lot of Broncos fans excited on Twitter because they had this stat uh, Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers are coming to it. Look at all the cap space the Broncos have. They're just quarterback away. You know, he could come there. Uh, and obviously, this offseason, the Packers and them got into their spat. So it seems inevitable that there's going to be a breakup. But Aaron Rodgers. Despite not being vaccinated and sounding like a fool on the Pat McAfee show, he is a smart guy. Does he think he's smarter than he is? Absolutely. Is he full of himself? Sure. But he's no idiot. Darren Rodgers is no dummy. If I'm looking at this division in the NFC North, I got the one-win Detroit Lions that acted like they won the Super Bowl after winning their first game against the the hapless Vikings. So they're going to be cellar dwellers for a while. You got the Bears who you own. They can't, they're going to fire their coach by the end of this year. Probably a new general manager. That, that's a full-scale rebuild and a half over there. And then you got the Vikings who are probably going to fire their coach. Very beatable team. They're a dysfunctional mess. The division's being handed to you every year. You're getting a free trip to the playoffs. And what other place in the country are they going to let you have the power? That like, What other place is Darren Rodgers going to have that much say and that much power? In the organization. Because he's got a lot of pull in Green Bay. You know, if real free agents want to go to Green Bay, you look at like a Denver or whatever, like Denver can get another quarterback. In Denver, if you compare Denver to Wisconsin, you know, you go to Green Bay, what is there? You're going to be freezing your ass off. You get to go to a Cracker Barrel, maybe. Uh, or, or what, the Cheese Castle? Surrounded by some redneck? I don't think so. I've been to both places. And let me tell you, Denver's a lot better. If I'm a free agent, I'd much rather go there. So you could lure in a Russell Wilson or something. So, like, Denver's got options. Green Bay, they're desperate to keep them. So they're, they're bending over backwards to, to please Mr. Mister Rogers. And I think you saw, even even after their spat, they def- they knew about the COVID thing. They defended him on that. They didn't say anything. It seems like the storm's blown over. He's got a good run game there. He's got a good receiver in Devontae Adams. I mean, he's got he's living pretty good in Green Bay. And I think he knew what's good for him. Like, why wouldn't you stay a little longer? You want to literally leave if you're Aaron Rodgers because the Broncos are always like the next best team with the quarterback destination. You, you, you want to, you're going to leave Green Bay where you have all this say, all this influence, divisions handed to you, where you have to face Patrick Mahomes twice a year? <laughs> I don't think so. Legacy-wise, that's a much tougher division to win. Like, look at it this year. I don't know. Even the Raiders. The Raiders are competitive, too. You can face Derek Carr twice a year you got to face Patrick Mahomes twice a year. you got to face Justin Herbert twice a year, who's another up-and-coming player. 
Or you can be in the NFC North where you get to face Jared Goff twice a year, the Bears incompetency twice a year, Kirk Cousins, one of those games probably going to be in prime time twice a year. I mean, come on. That's a no-brainer. Which side you're going to take on those? I think if you were starting, it was good for him. But legacy-wise and football-wise, why wouldn't you stay in Green Bay? I mean, besides the fact that it's cold and miserable there. But he doesn't live there half the time anyway. You know, he's only there during the football season. <laughs> anyway, half the other time he's in Hawaii or whatever doing what he's got to do. So that that's just me if I was in Rod. I think you got a good thing going. You know, you're already going to retire. Why not retire a pack? You've been there this long. I, I don't know why you wouldn't uh, try and finish out your career there, especially with the way things are looking in the future. That is just me. You know, getting into the betting half of things. Uh, last week, you know, we won't want to. Honestly, I think if you're smart, if we look at the, the records here, and I said this last week too, you're trying to buck the trend. It's been every other week, basically. We could go 2-1 and one, one week, 1-2 one the other week. Uh, we had 1-3-0 and oh week. But, but looking at it, I was doing the numbers. Even number weeks in the NFL, we have a winning record. We're hovering around 66%. We had 1-3-0 and oh in there, mostly 2-1s. 66% on even number weeks. Odd number weeks, that's where we're losing. We've been one for two nearly every week. We have not gone 0 for 3 uh, yet, but uh, it's been, uh, the odd number weeks have been a struggle. So if you're a smart better, I guess you fade the odd number picks, and then even weeks, you take all of mine. And if you're going by that, then, man, you're hitting two out of three every week. <laughs> With that said, let's get it. And last week was interesting, too. I was very confident, especially when the Steelers won their plus four. They survived that game against the Ravens. I'm like, all right, because that was the least confident I was in all the three. And they were all three solid picks. I thought that was the first week we were going 3-0. and uh, And the Bills just laid an egg. And the Broncos, good God, stat padding team. I, I fell for this once, and you know what? Shame on me. Shame on me. I deserve to be scolded. I said earlier in the year I fell for it. The Broncos aren't good. I'm not going to buy it again. They stink. They stink. They were frauds. Then all of a sudden you beat the Cowboys. It's like, yeah, maybe. And then they have another good performance. And then, you know, Marshall, friend of the show, comes in. He's like, hey, the Broncos might be good. They might be good. They might be good. And he sold me. His optimism sold me. Never trusting an optimistic fan. <laughs> they stink. I should have trusted my gut. I knew they stink. It's not a good team. They're not a good team. They're an okay team that's stat padding at this point to look better than they are. Not a good team. I will not bet on them once again. If you have a game where I pick the Broncos, just disregard it because that means I've lost my damn mind again. We will never bet on the Broncos again this season. They're the new Atlanta Falcons. I don't know what to think of them. Well, one week they come out, they kick the crap out of the Cowboys. The next week they lose to the Eagles at home. And what the hell's going on over there? I don't know. Don't trust the Broncos anymore. Alright, a Bronco-free week. Let's get into the picks. I'm taking Seattle over the Texans. Minus 8.5. Yeah, fairly big number for a Seattle team that has four wins this season. I understand that, but if you watch the Texans play, they stink. That is some hot garbage over there. I thought they would be slightly better uh, with Tyrod Taylor back under center. No, they were worse. Last week, the pass offense had 57 yards, and Davis Mills, the neck, was named the starter this year. Yeah, you know, if I'm going between the two, I'm taking Russell Wilson every time. Russell Wilson is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the NFL. By the way, I think he's excellent. He never gets his just due as one of the top-tier elite quarterbacks in this league. Uh, and I think he's going to be in a better situation next year. I think he might go to Denver. Good situation there. 
Then if they Russell Wilson goes to Seattle, by the way, or um, Denver, by the way, absolutely. Well, I I will retract that statement. We will be betting on the Broncos again. If that happens, but regardless, you know Russell Wilson started to find his form. Out, he you know he had a rough start when he got back, returned from the finger injury. You could tell it was kind of bothering with him, bothering him. Uh, and yet his offensive line was not that good to begin with. He doesn't have a lot of help. But he's starting to return to his Russell Wilson form. Last week he threw for 231 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. That interception should have been a touchdown. It was right in the receiver's hands. He bobbled it in the end zone, coughed it up to the cornerback. So that should have been a touchdown. That pick wasn't even his fault. So he looked very good last week against a very solid San Francisco defense. Houston's pass defense, meanwhile, they're giving up 230 yards, uh, 34 yards per, per game. That's 15th in the league. And they're giving up the 18th uh, worst completion percentage in the league. So kind of middle tier. Russell Wilson should be able to chew them up. and It's just a bad Texans team overall. Can you trust a team like that? I don't think so. I'm taking Russell Wilson. I like the one by double digits. Uh, Texans get blown out literally every week. They have nothing to play for. In Seattle, you know, Pete Carroll, the rah-rah guy, they're still trying to vie for a playoff spot at this point. As delusional as that sounds, they would need to win out to go 9-8 and eight on the year if they want any sort of chance. But the NFC is kind of a bloodbath. Like, down there, the Bears are still technically in the hunt at four wins. No one's running away with that thing. The Cowboys are starting to cough up their division lead. They had a huge game against Washington. Like, it is just a bloodbath down there. So the field is wide open. Seattle... They want to make a run. Starts now. They're playing for something. Texans are not. They will be more motivated. Take Seattle. Bottom line. Long-winded way of saying. Take Seattle. Minus eight and a half. All right. Now we get to the big games here. This is going to be one of the best games of the week. And I also love this number. We're taking an underdog. We're taking the LA Rams on Monday night. Plus two over the Cardinals. Now, side note, Jalen Ramsey versus DeAndre Hopkins. That's going to be a hell of a matchup to watch. DeAndre Hopkins looked pretty good against the Bears last week. They didn't have to throw a whole lot, 15 pass attempts for them. Uh, but I think Jalen Ramsey kind of neutralizes Hopkins. That's one of their biggest weapons there. Rams' pass defense has also been very good. They got an 86.2 Opposing quarterbacks have an 86.2 rating against them. That is the uh, their past even that's seventh best in the league. They're also only allowing seven yards per attempt, which is eleventh in the league. Both very respectable, good pass defense. I think will help neutralize a lot of the Cardinals' weapons. Also, matchup wise, Aaron Donald we already know is one of the best players in football. He's got seven sacks this year, seventeen quarterback hits, two forced fumbles, including one last week. So he's gonna get his. The Cardinals' O line presents a very good matchup for him. They've allowed twenty-seven sacks in twelve games. So. Kyler Murray's getting hit a lot, and whoever's back there, Colt McCoy, I guess, too. It's going to be Kyler Murray next week, but the, the, the quarterbacks are getting hit a lot. So Aaron Donald's going to be able to feast off of them. Meanwhile, the uh, Rams offense, they're averaging the most yards per play per game, and Vegas looks at that, and that's why I think this is as close as it is, because that, that's valuable. They like that the fact that they're averaging so much. They're an explosive offense. I like how Odell's getting involved a little bit more. It's not so relying on Cooper Cup. They rushed for over 100 yards of Sony Michelle last week. And the Rams O-line, they're giving Matt Stafford time to throw. They've only allowed 18 sacks this year. That is tied for the third fewest. The X factor in this game for me, though, and this is why I like the I would pick the uh, Angels, uh, the Angels, the Rams, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, Angels, it's Floridian slip. I would take the Rams straight up on the money line of this one. I think it's slightly lower value. If you get the two, you get a little insurance, which is nice, but I would take them straight up because the X factor to me in this game, the Cardinals run defense. They're allowing 4.7 yards per carry, which is tied for 29th in the NFL, and they're also giving up 113 yards per game, which is 16th. Uh, in the NFL. So, they're giving up a lot of yards. The Rams are going to be able to run the ball if they want to, and so that, to me, is the X factor in this one. 
I am taking the Rams plus two. If you want a little extra cheddar on it, I think you can go money line. I think the Rams are winning this straight up. Finally, this is the one I am most confident on the week. I'm confident in all of them, but this is the one I like. Take the Saints, minus five and a half, over the Jets. Basically, they got to win by a touchdown. And I realize, whoa, 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 the Saints are hurt, and Taysom Hill is under center. Yes, this is true. But let me explain to you why I like the Saints this week. New Orleans is 3-2 and two versus the spread in its last five road games. They played Thursday night, so they got a little extra time to prepare. It's almost like an extra bye week. The Jets, meanwhile, 2-6 and six against the spread when Zach Wilson starts. Zach Wilson, not been good this year. Six touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 66.2 rating. There's a reason they're 2-6 and six when Zach Wilson starts against the spread. And a lot of these, too, are pretty big numbers because the Jets, they're getting smoked by anyone. So there's a lot of double digits, high eights, plus 10, you know. They're getting points. Zach Wilson still can't cover. The Saints pass defense, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. They held Dak Prescott and all of his explosive weapons to a 79 passer rating last week and six yards per attempt and overall in the season. They're holding opposing quarterbacks to an average 87.7 quarterback rating, the ninth best in the NFL, and completion percentage opposing quarterbacks, they rank 11th. Both respectable. The Jets pass defense, easiest to throw on in the league, not particularly close. 108 rating for opposing quarterbacks. That is the worst in the NFL. 32nd in the league. They're also allowing 8.3 yards per attempt, which is 31st in the league. So they rank near the bottom. They are dreadful. Uh, so even Taysom Hill is going to be able to move the ball against them. And also, I realize Taysom Hill can't throw, but he's going to be able to throw against this team. He can run the rock. Last week, racked up 101 yards with 9.2 yards per carry. So Taysom Hill, for all of his downfalls, he does prevent, present a dual threat, which against a poor team like the Jets, I think will make up for all the injuries, especially Alvin Kamara. Yeah, and, you know, the Jets run defense, they're giving up 4.5 yards per carry, 22nd in the league, 133.4 yards per game, which is 30th. So, no Kamara, no problem. I like the Saints, minus five and a half. Uh, going over the rest of these games here, I mean, uh, just because we got a little bit of extra time uh, this week. Um, tonight's game, that's a toss-up. I think that's going to be an excellent game with Minnesota-Pittsburgh. I wouldn't touch that one. I think that's that's a close. That That's close. I personally would not touch it. Uh, Cowboy, now this is one I do like. I was close to putting this on one of my picks. It just, I, I think the Cowboys got a slightly too much talent, but this is an intriguing one. This is my almost upset of the week. I kind of like Washington at home against Dallas. Especially if you go spread, four and a half, you're going to get some points with their cushion there. But I think Washington's defense is starting to find their form. The Cowboys, meanwhile, are sputtering. And Taylor Heineke's been just good enough. They're running the ball well with Antonio Gibson. I kind of like the Cowboys this week. That is an interesting one. I would take the points there, but like the money line's a little tempting too. Plus 175 as of right now. But yeah, you're getting points at home for a hot team that's playing with confidence. And this is a huge game too. It's a playoff caliber game. The only reason I didn't put it on free money, I think the Cowboys just, on paper, there's too much talent there. So it's a little bit of a bigger risk. But I do like, I think that's a good spot for Washington. Um, going, also the other, going through the other ones, Jacksonville, Tennessee. 
plus nine, uh, the Jacksonville. That's tough, too, because I think you take the Titans, but that's way too many points. So that's why we stayed away from that one. I do like uh, Cleveland, minus two and a half at home against the Ravens. Ravens struggling right now. The offense looks a little out of sync. They just lost a heartbreaker to Pittsburgh. Will that demoralize them? I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with Lamar this year either. He's turning the ball over a lot. Cleveland's coming off the bye. I think they're going to be run it. They'll run it well, and their defense held Lamar in check the last time these two played. So I like Cleveland minus two and a half. I had to pick one there. I also kind of like the Falcons. And now I don't bet on the Falcons as a general rule. That's why they were not included in free money this week. But plus two and a half. Against the Panthers team. Now, it's the Panthers team coming off a bye. But the Falcons still trying to hang in there. Their offense has been pretty good. Uh, the last time two these two teams played, it was it was fairly close. Falcons got the better of them at home. I think they can do so again. So I kind of like the Falcons plus 2.5 or plus 115 on the money line. You can lean either way. Vegas, Kansas City, I wouldn't touch that. Uh, too many points to lay. If you had to lean one way or the other, go Kansas City. Uh, but that's still a lot of points. Uh, same with Chargers, Giants. I, I think you go Chargers minus 10, but that's a lot. I don't like the double digits there. If you're going to go a double digit one, Lions against the Broncos plus t- uh, plus 10 minus 10. And we, we're staying away from Broncos games now. New rule of thumb. That's why they were left out. But I was very tempted to hammer the Lions this week. I mean, plus 10. Uh, they playing now. They got some confidence. They got some swagger after a, after a win. They always play hard. They always seem to keep these games close. But in Denver, just couldn't do it. Uh, but that's another one to monitor. You know, if you like if you like Detroit, you trust Detroit enough. You're riding high after that win. Um, if you're gonna pick a double digit game spread, that's the one to do. I kind of like Detroit plus ten this week as well. Uh, Bengals 49ers. I ain't touching that one. That's the perfect number. But plus one and a half. That's a toss-up game. It's basically a pick 'em. I, I don't touch that. Buffalo, Tampa Bay, same thing. That's who who knows. Anyone's guess. If I had to lean, I'm leaning Tampa Bay. Minus three and a half, but uh, I mean that's that's tough. Bears, Packers, pfft, that's a trap if I've ever seen one. Plus twelve. And that's a lot too. The Bears kept it close last time, but it's the Bears, so who knows what you're going to get. That's why I stayed away from that one. So, there you go. I mean, maybe you get a couple extra couple extra interesting picks on there. Let's end with this. A little breaking news. A little breaking news. Uh, I got some people around across the country. As you know, I'm a Cornhusker fan. Uh, there's been some rumors buzzing around. I don't hold me to this, but there's been rumors that Spencer Rattler has been spotted in Lincoln, Nebraska campus might be doing a visit. So he's interested in coming to Nebraska, they're saying. People have spotted him on campus taking a visit. And that, to me, it's saying he wants to play Oklahoma in a revenge game next year. He sees him on the schedule. So I think that's the driving force behind it. But Spencer Rattler to Nebraska transfer, real possibility. He has been spotted in Lincoln, according to some people. But don't know how reliable it is, but I can see the fit. I can see why I would want to go there. I actually do really like some of Nebraska's coaching hires they've had there, too. So that'll be interesting to watch. All right. You know, before we leave you go, quick shout-out to Prime Time Sports Talk. Uh, this episode is brought to you by them for all your fantasy needs, gambling advice, Primetime Sports Talk, go-to destination. You got articles, you got podcasts like this one. They got everything you need. If you're a sports fan, you got to go to Primetime Sports Talk. Uh, Great website, lots of great content on there. You browse through there. You you just burned a half hour reading and uh, listening to stuff. So, uh, yeah, check it out. If you're a sports fan, must watch Primetime Sports Talk, your destination for all your fantasy and betting needs. 
That's all we have for you. Thank you so much for listening. I am Mitchell Kaminsky. Enjoy your weekend.